1: Churchstaffing.com has hundreds of free job listings for pastors, secretaries, maintenance, and IT. Get a job you truly care about. Go to churchstaffing.com. Churchstaffing.com.
0: You want to feel connected, at one with your world, informed, included, and inspired. So no matter where you are, we have an on the when important things happen, you see this man, contact
2: authorities. Immediately.
0: We're here at all hours in the moment on every device in your life your local radio and tv broadcasters we investigate and inform Our political investigation saved taxpayers give back to the community Our radio station is now accepting donations to help rebuild this community. even save lives hey, it's time to just hunker down it's too late now told america's number one source for news weather and information on your radio tv computer tablet and smartphone we are broadcasters Always here for you, wherever here may be. Tell Washington local stations matter by texting radio to 52886. Furnished by NAB in the station, message and data
1: rates may apply. Saving the world, that's for superheroes, right? Well, not necessarily. Right now, people just like you and me can save the world for children dying of tuberculosis and other deadly diseases that are completely curable if we get medicine to them in time thousands of dollars in emergency medicine has been donated just for this purpose but we need your help to ship these supplies to save lives now it turns out you are the superhero today every one dollar you give will save the life of a child in africa or other remote locations around the world a 50 dollars gift will save 50 children now you can really make a difference for poor and hurting children Call Project HOPE today, toll-free, 844-454-HOPE. That's 844-454-HOPE, 844-454-4673. That's 844-454-4673. Or give online at projecthopeairlift.com.
3: Ramsey Solutions presents Chris Brown's True Stewardship. What if American households today got serious about stewardship, not some old historic church word and not some fundraising campaign, but true biblical stewardship, managing God's blessings, God's way for God's glory. Welcome to Chris Brown's True Stewardship. Here's your host, Chris Brown. Well, greetings, folks. This is Chris Brown's True Stewardship coming to you from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. I'm Chris Brown, and I'm your host, who is so honored to serve you. This is the show where we talk about your life and your money as we reclaim stewardship, which is managing God's blessings, God's way, and for God's glory. You can learn more at stewardship.com, and be sure to check out the Chris Recommends section, where there is a plethora of resources there to help you wherever you are in your financial journey. Well, let's get started. Give us a call at 866-357-3283, and we will chat. Our first caller is Mickey. Mickey is calling in from Virginia Beach. Mickey, how are you?
2: I'm good. How are you?
3: Oh, I am blessed. How can I serve you?
2: Um, Well, I've heard you say, use the quote, the cheapest car you'll ever have is the one you already have.
3: (laughs) That comes originally from Ron Blue.
2: Well, our family has a question. When do we yell? Enough is enough when it comes to the car repairs um, on the cars we have. Over the time, over the past 11 years, um, my husband's had several layoffs, and um, uh, with that, the emergency fund um, has gotten eaten into. And so uh, every time he has employment, then it seems like the car repairs then eat into the um, whatever might be left. So we feel like we are stuck on baby step
3: three. Because there's a couple of things I'd like to talk through. Do, do you know why there's been many layoffs? Is it an industry thing or is there? Yeah.
2: yeah, he's he's in a software industry.
3: Okay. And um, you guys are making the, I guess, the subconscious decision to continue in that industry regardless of the instability. Uh, correct. Okay. Um, just knowing that that's the industry, I think you got to be a little bit more aggressive on your savings. So I know you said you're stuck in baby step three.
2: We're, we're not making headway with
3: baby step three. I guess I should have said instead of saying we're
2: stuck in there, we, we haven't made progress in there.
3: Mm-hmm. And how much do you have in in savings total?
2: Um, really, we only have maybe a thousand.
3: Oh, okay, I gotcha. I, I was in my head, I was thinking that you would you've progressed through baby step three. Uh, Why do you have – and why do you have three cars?
2: Uh, We bought a third one this spring to get us through while one of them was in uh, getting repaired, getting an engine um, redone. One of them we bought brand new back before we started FPU, back before we knew anything about FPU. And so – we wanted to drive that to make it worse having bought it new. <laughs> yeah. So it is now it's now 11 years old, and as the older it gets, the more repairs. And right now, transmission is the next thing on the to do list. And we just hold our breath every time we're driving it, you know, just hoping it makes it where we're supposed to go.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, for me, I, I think I would treat it as instead of a debt snowball, it's a car snowball. And so, whatever one that you can, you put them in order of which one can we get running for the cheapest amount of money. And I would make that your primary car. The one that would take the second least amount of money, that's your secondary car, and the third one you ditch. And if you can get four or 500 bucks out of it, then that gets you that, that helps a little bit. Um, if you're not gaining any ground in baby step three, it might be a budget problem. There might be somewhere where you can cut, or there might be an extra shift you can take on the income side. But if you're not gaining any ground, it's one of two things. It's an outgo problem or an income problem. And so you either need to increase your income or decrease your outgo. Um, the car issue is a totally different issue, but I would like to see it where you're starting to see some progress, um, in your baby step number three. And the only way that happens is spending less than you make. But I would also say this, and this is for all of you listening. There are going to be some days where you're going to feel like you've plateaued. There's going to be some days where there's a little bit, just a little bit of progress or not any progress. There's going to be some days where you go backwards for a little bit. We all know that if you've lived long enough. And the Bible says in Zechariah 4.10, maybe you've never seen this verse, but it's very encouraging, and it's it talks all about don't despise the days of little progress. It says specifically, who dares despise the day of small things? And there's going to be some days where you're not going to gain a whole lot of progress. But don't forget to smell the roses. Don't Don't forget to watch the sunset. Don't forget to thank God for your relationships and how great your life is. I'm not necessarily, Mickey, as uh, concerned with the content of your call. I'm concerned of your tone. And I think you just need to remember, life is not about the pit. And it's not really even about the promise. It's about the process to really enjoy every single day that you live. And um, you're going to get through this. Just focus on that income. Focus on the outgo. Kind of tighten the screws on that budget process. You'll start getting ahead and then get rid of that third car. Thank you so much for the call, Mickey. Let's take a look at our emails now. Remember, as always, you can email in at, at com. Again, that's com. Or call us at 866-357-3283. That's 866-357-3283. This email is from Jordan. He says, hey, Chris, my husband and I have been trying to follow Dave's principles since the beginning of 2014. We're working on baby step five and six. Good job. We don't have kids yet, so we are focusing on paying off our house right now. I'm very close to my family. I would love for my brother and sister-in-law and also my mother to take FPU, to take Financial Peace University, or at least read one of Dave's books. My brother lightheartedly makes fun of our cash system. I think they all think I'm brainwashed or something. Maybe I am, but... I would love for them to be brainwashed too. How can I start the conversation with them about taking control of their finances? Would love any insight you have so I can convince them to start being serious about building wealth. Well, I what I would do, I'd point out the results. I'd point out the results of what you're doing versus what America is doing. I would point out the results, maybe even what you're doing and what the results you're getting and the results that they're getting. But, um, Maybe you do this. Maybe you tell them you can do similar. Maybe you don't have to do the cash envelope system. Maybe that's a little too much for you. Why don't you meet me halfway and do this system with a debit card, where you actually go to every dollar, you have everything written down, uh, written down in advance. Uh, Every dollar has a assignment. Every dollar has a a destination. You plan it ahead of time, and then you use your debit card, and that's in a sense doing the envelope system. Maybe that's a halfway for them, uh, if they're really making fun of the cash system. And also what I would do is I would um, pay for them to attend a class. I would let somebody else, a third-party voice, come in and uh, do all the heavy lifting for you. Maybe it's an event. Maybe it's a class. The bottom line is, Jordan, you're weird. You are weird. You are different. You're not like America. And so they realize that. And um, <laughs> and when you go to pay for their class or you go to pay for their event that they're going to go to, they're going to think you're even more weird. But that's what you can do when you live with margin. So you guys are awesome. Um, that's the things that I would do. I would pay for them to come to a class, get a third-party voice involved, and maybe offer a maybe a halfway for them to just kind of get their feet wet. Hmm, good email. We've got William on the line calling in from Flint, Michigan. William, how you doing? I'm doing
4: good. I, I have a little problem.
3: <laughs> it's, a, it's an opportunity. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's all how you look at it, William.
4: I have some money that I would like to put away for my grandson, who is just now going into eighth grade. I'd like to put it into a college fund. Uh, I've tried with my local bank, and they just want you to put it in there and leave it. I would like to put it, or they want you to put it into a, where you're at risk to lose some of it or maybe all of it. I would just like to put it in some place, Where it'll gain, you know, not twice as much or whatever, but over a four-year period, it would gain something. What would you suggest?
3: Um, The best instruments for this is an ESA um, or a 529 plan, ESA or a 529 plan. And uh, that's what I would encourage you to do. And I wouldn't go to your bank for this. I'd go to an investment professional that actually specializes in investments. Uh They kind of act similar to a Roth IRA. They grow tax-free. And um, you can withdraw uh, money from them tax-free if it's for a qualified uh, education reason. Uh And um, so those are the two things that I would do, ESA or 529. And those are actually set aside specifically for... Uh, education. And that's awesome that you're doing that. You say he's in eighth grade?
4: Yeah. Well, he goes into the ninth grade this year.
3: Oh, that is very cool.
4: He got out of there with a 3.5 grade average. So he's, he's well worth putting the money away, but I just want to, you know, I don't want to just put it in the bank and leave because, you know, they just don't want to help you out anymore.
3: Yeah. There's not anything at the bank that's going to get you past inflation. Uh, you want to you want to get with an investment professional that can help you out, and the ESA, five twenty nine is the one of those two are your best route. Now, where where do you picture your grandson going to school, going to college? I don't right now. <laughs> he, he talks about Michigan State. Okay, of course. <laughs> right. Uh, well,
4: well, Michigan State's pretty good here in Michigan, I guess. Yeah,
3: there you go. Well, let me encourage you yeah, with uh, right. Proverbs thirteen twenty two. The Bible says a good man, and that's you, William, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. You are leaving uh, money for your grandson. You are pouring into the next generation and even the next generation. So I want to encourage you in that. And of course, I want to point you towards stewardship.com. It's a great website that we have. There's a section on there called Chris recommends. And underneath that section, uh, there is a section about talking about our endorsed local providers, and there are investment professionals right there that we've already filtered, and they're the best of the best. And so they're there for you if you choose to go that route of the ESA or the 529. To start living smart with your money, you need a plan that works. Financial Peace University offers practical and easy-to-follow steps that have helped over 2.5 million families get out of debt and learn how to handle money God's way. You can take Financial Peace University in a local class, as a home study, or online. Take the first step towards changing your future with Financial Peace University and visit Stewardship.com. That's Stewardship.com. Or you can call us at 866-357-3283. You're listening to Chris Brown's True Stewardship. If you have a question for Chris, email him at ChrisOnAir at Stewardship.com. That's ChrisOnAir at
0: Stewardship.com. Or call him at 866 866- 3573283. That's 8663573283. Now we continue with Chris Brown's True Stewardship.
3: Here's Chris. Well, remember you can email me at chrisonair@stewardship.com. This email comes in from Terry. She says, "Why do you recommend to allocate only 15% to retirement?" If you don't have any children and have completed all six baby steps, why not contribute to the max 401k limit? We're currently at 180000 Well, we don't actually. After after baby step six, you can invest as much as you want. Um, but uh, it's 15% in that baby step number four. And the reason why is so that you can make sure that uh, you don't have to go into debt. When you uh, send your kids off to college, if you don't have any children, then don't worry about baby step five and get to baby step six and pay off that mortgage. Uh, You want to make sure that you're living in a mortgage-free home as soon as you can before you start over-investing or you start uh, giving more than 15% towards retirement. And so after you do that, which it looks like you are, you're through all six baby steps, man, invest away. I'm all about it. Go for it. Max out that 401k. Uh, do whatever you'd like. So you're a little confused there. It's 15% in baby step four. And then after you pay off your house, man, go at it. It's all good. Our next caller is Carolyn calling in from Sacramento, California. Carolyn, how you doing?
2: Oh, I'm doing well. Thank you for taking my call.
3: Oh, it's an honor. How can I help you?
2: Well, we have kind of a situation where um, my husband and I, we are, we've gone through Dave, Dave Ramsey's program. And so we've been debt free actually for seven years and we're, you know, we're comfortable and we're able to give. But um, last September and October, um, Ken's parents both passed away about, about two weeks apart. Mm, sorry. And, yeah, it was, it's been really hard. It's almost been a year. and He did have quite the estate. He had three rental properties and the family home. There are four siblings, and he did have a trust, which said a fair and equitable split. And he didn't really leave any specifics. But mom died unexpectedly um, before he did, and he was the one in the hospital with cancer. And uh, she just couldn't handle it, you know. Um, And he gathered everybody around, and he said, you get this house and why, and you get this house and why. And uh, my husband and I are the ones that he wanted to have the family home, which everybody knew because they worked on it together everything's paid for and he said me and my husband get the house screen player just leave him alone you know and of course after he's gone uh, everybody's picking everything apart and they want their an fair and equitable split which means we have to come up with the difference and we haven't had any debt in so long i'm not sure how to go about it we went, we did get a. a what is it called? A home equity loan against this house, but we haven't touched it. So the bank's going, you have all this money, touch it, and we're like, no, we're not going to touch it unless mm. we have to.
3: Yeah. What's the value and of the home?
2: The value of our home is 180.
3: The one you're living in?
2: Um, yeah, the one we're living in, and we would have to come up. Well, the properties are rentals. One's 144. One, and, one is 235, the other is 235, but the family home is 385. Okay. So you can see, I can understand how you know maybe they might think, but there are also mutual funds that could go. were supposed to go to the sibling with the cheapest home of 64, which you know he had it figured out, but he didn't put it in the trust. He just had all the medications turned off and let and let go and and let go of to God. We love this home, but we could sell it. We really don't want to be renters because it's not in the best neighborhood. If we moved into mom and dad's house, it would be a total upgrade in location yeah. and home. I mean, it's the family home. It's right. my, husband, my husband grew up there, and we didn't take anything. Everybody came in at the appropriate appointment time, and everybody was taking stuff out of the house. And my husband said, well, go ahead and take that because we want the house and we want everything in the yard. Well, they have fountains and just yeah, really nice yeah. stuff, you
3: know. Um, so, what are yeah. your what are your non debt options? Uh, you've got so is one of them is selling the home, selling your current home and living moving into the family home, right?
2: Yeah, but, yeah, and and there's a crossover because I mean when they come and say, okay, we're ready to to divide the property, we have to have the money right now. You know, we can't say, well, let's let us get a loan. That's why we got the loan, but we also have about Let's see. We have fifty fifty eight thousand um, dollars cash, and we have twenty four thousand dollars in a in a joint mutual savings account. Okay. That we can get at. So we have some of the money. If we have probably going to have to come up with one hundred and thirty five.
3: Are they? They? They're all asking for it immediately, like up front, like putting that pressure on you.
2: Yes. They want, oh, yeah, they want what they want. Hmm. And they got everything in the house, jewelry. I mean, it's just ridiculous. But we we know that those are just things. And if we get the house, we have the memory. We oh, have, yeah. We have what we want, and we don't mind paying for it because, you know, I mean, if they're going to be that way, then and not follow. That thing is that bothers us is, you know, the executor is the youngest, and he's not following dad's last wishes. With, right. If he had just done things a little differently, I would we would feel differently. So we're dealing with this anger issue as well, not as bad. Mm-hmm. But um, we have to get the loan and then put the house up for sale, and then pay it off, and we'd be okay. We'd probably have quite a bit left over to put into mutual funds.
3: Yeah. What? Just, so the the fifty-eight thousand in cash. What do you make? What's your income? So I know if that. How much do you have in savings, percentage-wise?
2: Oh. Our income is about a hundred
3: thousand dollars. Okay.
2: Maybe a hundred. Maybe hundred and ten.
3: Do you owe anything on the one eighty in the house you're in? No, we owe no.
2: nothing. Okay, a but nothing you have—that's where
3: you have the equity line. But you haven't spent it. What's the equity line for? The full one eighty, or for less than that?
2: No, no, one ten. One
3: ten. Let's play this out. If you were to sell the house for one eighty, and uh, move into the house for three eighty-five, use your mm-hmm. fifty-eight in cash. Use your twenty-four in your mutual funds. You have fifty-three left. And that very well could be taken out a loan for fifty three thousand on the three eighty five, on the three hundred eighty five thousand dollars house. I take out a fifty three thousand dollars equity line on that particular home. So you're gonna have a three hundred, you're gonna three hundred five thousand dollars house with only owing fifty three on it, and you got them out of your hair. And then you build your emergency fund because this is an emergency. You build your emergency fund right back up.
2: Well, okay, we have. We have eight thousand dollars hidden in
3: the house. All right, so now you have to do less. So it's (laughs) so now you are at forty. What is that? Forty five thousand. You are going to have a forty five thousand dollars mortgage on a three hundred eighty five thousand dollars house.
2: That that sounds good. We could probably pay that off in a year and a half.
3: Yeah, yeah. Especially when that's your only, especially when that's your only payment, and you are making one hundred k a year, you should be able to really rip that fast. But don't don't kill that forty five thousand dollar mortgage until you've gone through the steps. You have a three to six months saved. You start retirement again, fifteen percent of your uh, household income. Then pay off that forty five thousand. This whole transaction is going to happen, and you're going to pick up two hundred thousand dollars in equity because of the home increase, and you're going to pick up forty five thousand in mortgage debt. So in the end, you're winning one hundred fifty five thousand.
2: Yeah, that's that's the point of how. Plus, we have other things in the home. I mean, everything like the washer, dryer, of and they,
4: they, the hot
2: tub. I mean, it's just yeah. It's just we didn't know about the loan thing because I've heard uh, Dave Ramsey say you you should never. He goes, you shouldn't have to write a check for your inheritance.
3: Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, this is a very but unfortunate inheritance situation. For unfortunate yeah. initially because the the operations of it all. But I, uh, I really do believe in two years you're going to look back and think, man, this is such a blessing. We're living in mom and dad's home. And we have a $385,000 in equity. It's all the other good financial decisions you're making that is making uh-huh. this possible. This would really just, some people would just have to give up the inheritance and not take it at all because they're in such a bad financial shape. And I would tell this too to listeners, this is reason why you have a very detailed will. You've got to make sure you have a very detailed will. And I, I think some of it was cleaned up uh, at the hospital, um, hospital bed. But um, the more detailed, the better. And and, and, and granted, uh, his parents are leaving you guys in a good spot financially and leaving some stuff behind, which is great. But he is leaving a little bit of a headache, too. But some of that headache is not necessarily caused by them. It's caused by the way they're handling the inheritance. So um, some yeah, of it you can't the avoid. the
2: executor. Yeah, the yeah. executor just wants everything. Right? <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, I gave the executorship to the wrong person. But that happens. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Something, I believe something good will come out of it.
3: Yeah, through all of you know, this, though. God's yeah, let let me just encourage you with this, uh, Carolyn. Is that you know you guys were on the right track financially and headed the right direction. This is a little bit of a distraction. It's actually a huge distraction. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna encourage you with Proverbs chapter four verse twenty five, and it says, "Let your eyes look directly forward, and your gaze be straight before you." You've really got to stay focused. You had a perspective and a mindset going into this, and that mindset has made you win financially, and it sounds like win spiritually. And just keep that focus. Nothing changes. You continue to get right back on those baby steps and kind of get back right back on the track. But okay. but, but 45000 on a $385,000 house, you guys are going to be sitting still after all of this. You're going to be fine. Got an email here from Kelly. She says, I am single and debt-free with an income of around $64,000. I currently rent but would like to buy a house within the next one to two years. I have about $30,000 saved up for a down payment. But I'm concerned that when I go to buy a house, that I will not have good enough credit. I have had a credit card for nine years and paid it off every month. I have always paid cash for everything and have never taken out a loan for anything. Should I be doing something to build credit in the next year, like buy a car? Um, It seems counterintuitive to go into debt so that you can get a loan later. Well, I would agree. Uh, Kelly, it is counterintuitive. It's silly to me, This the way the whole entire system works around the FICO score and around um, you know, making sure you build up this credit score so that you can get a loan. Um, let me just tell you, you don't need to build up your credit. So let me just take that pressure off of you. You pretty much don't have any credit, um, and the credit that you do have is good. Uh, so if it comes down to it and you don't have enough credit... You want to make sure you look into manual underwriting and uh, our friends at Churchill mortgage uh, can totally hook you up with that. So you're looking for manual underwriting, but please don't go out and just get debt just to get debt. So you can build a credit score. That is just silly. Your intuition on that, that it's silly. Well, you're right. It is silly. Well, that wraps up this edition of Chris Brown's true stewardship. It has been an honor serving you today. There's no need to send in money. This is a free service. But in order to be able to continue, we need your help by one, listening to the show and telling your friends, two, check out stewardship.com, and of course, the Chris Recommends section. And for you podcast listeners, would you leave us a review on iTunes? But be nice. (laughs) As always, let's stay connected at Chris Brown On Air on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And until next time, let's continue to manage God's blessings, God's way, and for God's glory. God bless you.
1: Looking for more than just a job? Look in the right place. For a career that inspires you, visit ChristianJobs.com. That's
3: ChristianJobs.com. Hey, I'm Chris Brown, host of Chris Brown's True Stewardship, brought to you by Ramsey Solutions. This is a brand new radio show providing biblical answers for money and life. As a husband and father, I know the stress of managing family finances. And as a pastor, I've seen how handling money poorly can tear lives apart. What if your finances could be worry-free? God has a lot to say about money. Tune in. True Stewardship with Chris Brown at 1 p.m. Right here
5: on Faith Talk 1500. Half Price Heroes, here's the latest from TheIdealDepot.com. New grads and those who want to complete your degree, here's a great chance to do it. Rochester College, the highly respected Christian college in beautiful Rochester, Michigan, has just announced two 50% off college tuition vouchers, $5,000 worth of Rochester College tuition value for just $2,500. That's right, 50% off college tuition at Rochester College. If you or someone you love is having trouble managing the cost of college and who isn't, this is the answer. It's Rochester College. Excellent education in a Christian environment. Great teachers, great campus, right around the corner, and now 50% off with this tuition voucher. Important restrictions apply, so read those carefully only at theidealdepot.com, or you can call me for more info, Chris McCourtney, 248-581-1222.
2: God bless us, Bishop Hoskins. And Pastor Gene. From the Power of
1: Faith, Power of Faith Full Gospel Music Ministry.
5: We have a strong biblical teaching for you every second.